dogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is going to be the best summer ever. We'll ride down every road. See the whole world together. It'll be amazing. One thing. <sighs> wow. uh -oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, did you see that? No one can find out. Please don't take my sunshine. Did you boys say you were from? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Just Don't Know. We're bi-weekly. Uh, I find a topic, usually a film. I introduced my girlfriend Justin to that I'm usually psyched about, and I bounce it off her. I see what she thinks of it, and we both discuss how we feel about it on this podcast. Uh, my name's Kyle, and I'm Jess, and we're doing things a little differently this week. I want to do Empire Records, but Jess brought up a great point. Uh, last week we did the Pixar coming of age story, uh, Turning Red, about a little girl who becomes a woman through CGI. And CGI. magic monsters. <laughs> Through CGI. And ironically enough, uh, I've never seen Luca. And Jess has seen Luca, which is a Pixar CGI film about a coming-of-age story of a young boy. Yeah. Yeah. The script. Monsters. Yeah, monsters yeah. as well. Yes. So we thought it would be very fitting to do these two movies back-to-back. -back. Yes. So that's what we're doing. So because I haven't seen it... Uh, and Jess has seen it, that from this, this forward on, I'm no longer the host... Uh, she's now the host. I'm the co-host. Jess, tell us uh, what we're in store for. Oh, shit. You are in store for a lot of fun stuff because I am terrible at hosting the podcast. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah. Okay, here's what Pixar says. Let's hear. What's what's Pixar's... This is uh, Pixar's synopsis. This is of the official, official, guys. Set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera. The original animated feature is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend. What about how, like, there's monsters in the water? Now, I can't remember. Do they call them sea monsters? Because I'm pretty sure that, like, the, the movie takes place in a town on the Italian Riviera, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe is a river. So that's fresh water. Uh-oh. Watch out, Cinema Sins. We got a new fucking Cinema Sinner here. Ooh. Well, if you want to be technical about it, technically, even though the film was inspired by the director's, uh, like, um, he used to visit an Italian town. Like, they say otherwise, you know, um, well, two things. First off, sea monster is just, it's just, it's a, a blanket term. They're not going to say lake monster. No, I know, I know, but like, yeah. it just feels wrong to say sea monster 
when I don't think that they're ever actually in an ocean or the sea. So that bugged you, is what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, then we cut to our our main character, Luca, mm-hmm. who's the cute little sea monster boy. Mm-hmm. Set up that they have some kind of a fish farm. Yes. Yeah, we know yeah. Luca's the main character because he starts talking to the camera. He's like, hey, I'm Luca. I do what I want 24-7, 365, whenever, wherever. I'm going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was turning red. Yeah. Yeah, so in Luca, they own a... See, is it... Mm, so what we do know is this is what we do know. The parents have prize crabs. Yes, they have prize show crabs. Uh, maybe it's a and farm like, because in farms the they have prize pigs. Maybe. That, like see, blue rhythm pigs? Is that not a term? Like they go to the farm? Yes. And, yeah. It is. No, it's 100% a farm. Like, there is no yeah. denying that they own slash live on an underwater version of a farm. Because yeah. the fish that, like, Luca is, like, shepherding, <laughs> they, they give off very, like, sheep-esque vibes. They're terrified of humans, yes. which they call land monsters. Yes. Anyways, you're totally right. But, yeah, they run a farm, and it's, like, Luca's job is he's, like, the shepherd of these fish and the fish, like they think they go bad eat points. Like they're clearly like supposed to be lambs or, or sheep or yeah. whatever. Right. Being a shepherd doesn't work. If the, the sheep were able to move in four dimensions in four dimensions or in three dimensions, but you know, I'm trying to, okay. Well, three opposed to two. Like, yeah. So like when you're a shepherd and you have like a flock of sheep, like yeah, they, they can go, we go like, Forwards, backwards, left, right. Like there's not a whole lot of options. Or a mixture but... of that. Yeah. You build a fence. They, the fence uh, interferes with them going forward, them going back, them going left and right. Yeah. These but yeah. fish can go up and down, down. too. Yep. Like... So there's no reason why these 20 or 30 fish should be hanging out there. They should just all fuck right off. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's a kid's movie um, about sea monsters. So you do kind of have to just move away with most logic, which I feel like they do with a lot of kids' movies where you just kind of have to ab- abandon, <laughs> like, logic. Yeah, but there's the Zootopia slash Sing approach. You either you can do it one or two ways. You either create a universe that works for the creatures in it, like in Zootopia, where the giraffe town has long doors and the mouse town has short doors. Or you do the sing thing where it's it's just the, the real world and you're, you're just you're an animal in the real world. If you're a mouse, oh, well, the doors are human size. If you're a giraffe, too bad, the doors are human size. So in this, instead of creating their own like uni- like sea universe mm-hmm. with like their own like ecosystem and their own way of doing things like. So the problem with Luca is like the underwater village is literally just a mirrored version of the of real life. They live in houses underneath the water. They are shepherds underneath the water. Like, they they just kind of mirror what we're doing opposed to creating their own, like, universe underneath the water. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like, everything has, like, a real-life counterpart. Like, none of the, like, oh, like, the showing the crabs. Like, why would you be showing crabs? Because humans show pigs. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Luca, who, like, takes his little fish to, like, I guess a seaweed field mm-hmm. for them to, like, eat the seaweed. And he sees... What is it like an alarm? An alarm clock or something? He's very interested in it, and then he sees a boat go overhead, and he gets all scared because, like, you know, beware of the land monsters. Yeah. Goes home, talks to his parents about it. Clearly, mom and dad are very like, no, do not go to the surface. Mm-hmm. Do not talk to. Them Especially the mom. Humans. Yeah. 
the mom is like the mom in turning red in the way where it's like the dad's more passive that you don't get the impression the dad would give would care that much if his son went to like the land as much yeah yeah and i guess that's just because moms are portrayed as more overprotective especially of their children i think i think that is what i think it also comes down to when a, a man when a dad is overprotective it can come off scary and intense and abusive and when a mom is overprotective yeah you know it's more normalized but well, it, yeah. it can still be scary and like abusive well, like if a, if your dad sends you, if your dad tells you that for a whole season you have to go to the darkest part of the ocean where there's no light. Okay, but you also have to keep in mind. Yeah. That that uncle is the dad's brother, not the mom's brother. So. And also, I have a question. Let's hear it. If he's in the deep ocean. Yes. How did they send word to him? Like, did they get like a little like carrier pigeon fish to like send a message? See, that's what I'm trying to say. The one thing about Luca that it's very <laughs> self-aware about. Is that it knows how to not like copy slash rip off existing Disney stories by focusing on the things that's good at. Like if we spent any more time in the ocean, it would just be the Little Mermaid. Yes. Um, and in this one, like the reason why they don't spend time growing the ocean world world and being like, oh, how do the parents talk to the dad? Because we spend approximately five percent of the movie there and then the rest were on land it's all about it's it's all it about the story matter yeah it's all about it's the a, story and luca and like his like becoming like uh his own person coming of age story you know it being yeah. sea monsters it being italy that's just dressing to the story mm-hmm. you know we're like something like little mermaid it's like her being in little mermaid doesn't work unless she is literally a little mermaid where like I was telling you earlier, like Luca, with how the story works, is like he doesn't have to be a sea monster. If you could take out him being a sea monster out of the whole movie, and it would be it could still be the exact same movie, the exact same like story beats. Um, he's he feels claustrophobic because like, and they did a good way of showing that too. Because anytime Luca's in the water as a sea monster looking up at like the sky, you f- I, I can't speak for you, but I felt claustrophobic. I was like, wow, there's only like like 12 feet of water before you hit that roof. Yeah, and like if they're so concerned about humans, why are you living so close to the shore? Yeah, that's a good point because we know that in this like, universe there are sea monsters that live like all around, like in the depths of the ocean. Yeah, so why why did we choose to live so close to the shore? <laughs> You're not wrong. It like it so really movie could movie. That's I was why. just about to say that. It really is so movie can movie. The boat, he goes back home. Mm-hmm. Has dinner with his parents. Uh, finds out that his grandmother has gone to shore and made the quote unquote change. Obviously, we we know what that is, but when you're watching it, it's like, well, what the fuck is the change? So then the next morning, he goes back to that um, same field with the fish. He's drawn to it. Something, something like a voice yeah. in his head. You know what? I think it's because throughout the movie you see that like Luca has this like innate curiosity about things like he wants to learn he wants to know all the things he's like I can clearly see how underdeveloped my whole sea universe is this is super boring like there's nothing to do I want to go up to Italy and do some shit he has lived such a sheltered life because his parents really don't want him to know much about the humans well it's not like that it's also the case where like now he's 11 where before you tell a child like if you open this door and the other side of this door, there's there's scary monsters that will kill you. You just avoid the door. If you start noticing that like contraptions and gizmos are flying out of this door, they were clearly built by someone, something. You're gonna be like, well, I want to see what's happening. Like, who made this 
Joker card who made the alarm clock, which also made, made me laugh. I was like, would a Joker card not just immediately get destroyed if it sunk to the water? Yeah, it would probably float on the surface, but like... Man, I've never seen a, a Pixar movie where, and this is a series where it's about movies with talking toys and talking cars. I've never had to abandon logic so much than with these last two films. I mean, yeah, you have talking toys. Like, yeah, what are but, you talking about? But the idea is, it's like the toys can talk, and we just accept it. In this movie, like, like you said, one of the first scenes is we see uh, Alberto jump out of the water, and we see the fishermen see him as a sea monster, and they're all like freaked out and he hops back in the water then later on like half an hour later in the film we see the boys are playfully jumping in and out of the water and every time they jump out of the water they turn back into humans and they go back into the water and they jump out again yes that is very inconsistent yes. how they dry off and change into humans because that's the thing as we find out when he goes back he uh he bumps into alberto all right so he goes back the next day even though his mother warned him not to and he... he's looking at all these uh human artifacts and we see this like scuba diet this like person in a scuba diver uniform sneaking up behind him mm-hmm. he's scared takes the helmet off and oh look it's 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 another sea monster boy all turned out is you fucking bumping into the left right and center alberto <laughs> So we got Alberto, right? And then he's in the outfit. It's like, you're a sea monster. Why are you wearing a diving uniform? Maybe he's wearing the diving uniform. Yeah. You know, I don't really know. It's for, like, suspense reasons. But maybe he's wearing it so that, like, humans don't see him in his monster form. Yes, that's a good point. Um, Maybe that's possible. I I just wanted to point it out because I think it's funny that both Turning Red... And Luca are movies where it starts off where like the kid is wearing a costume, and you think it's a throwaway like thing, and then later on, uh, by the end, the costume becomes like a part of the plot. Yeah. Because she has yeah. that. Uh, yeah, she has the red kid. panda costume. Yeah. And like the the scuba diver one in this one. Yeah. All right. Then you know Alberto's talking to him, collecting up all his human artifacts, and then he just like goes out to the surface. Mm-hmm. And Luca's following him because he's curious. Alberto, like, pulls him out of the water and Luca's like, no, what? Ah! Ah! Freaking out. Yeah. Because after this meeting, he hops back into the water and he's like, okay, bye, I'm never going to see you again. And Alberto's like, okay, whatever. Then the next day, Luca's like, no, like, I need to know more about, like, the surface. So Uh he sets up, like... A rock scarecrow to watch the fish. So that right there, like, if you can set up a rock scarecrow to watch the fish, why do you even need a shepherd? What I would have done, just to change things a little, a little better, is you, you definitely get the impression that the grandmother knows that Luca's going to the land or has a curiosity with the land. And say what you with the father, but the grandmother definitely has no issue with Luca going to the land. And the grandma doesn't do anything the whole fucking movie besides be supportive we don't figure out what she does in her day-to-day activities or anything like that she's just there to be supportive to uh luca and then fuck right back off to being off screen he should have just got her to watch the fish yeah because like i know it's a cartoon but like those fish wouldn't have saved you know what i'm saying yeah no you're right yeah so then when like returns to the land like the second day with alberto Mm -hmm. he comes out of the water and he's like I don't know how to walk. Like, I don't know how to human. Yeah. And it's really fun to, like, watch Alberto trying to explain to Luca how to walk. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. I thought the definition that he came up with was really, like, cool. You just point your feet in the direction you want to go. 
Yeah. You take a step and just catch yourself before you fall. I mean, that really is what everything is. That's what biking is. That's what skateboarding is. Yeah. It's it's a balancing act. Yeah, it's pushing your body to do something and then don't fall. That's yeah. basically all anything and like, is. Have you ever thought about how weird it is that we walk on two feet? Like, how many other mammals walk on two feet? Well, the reason, the reason, yeah, but the reason, you're totally right. But if I had to say, guess a reason, the reason is because, like, other mammals have predators that will kill them. We have predators that would kill us. Name one. Tigers Sang. and tigers and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Save me. This girl's too funny. <laughs> wow, I'm getting dirty looks. Uh, there's no monsters now, though, that would kill us. So we can walk, like, proudly with our Are shoulders you back. Me? I'm not. This is. I'm being serious. Dude. Not a joke. What? Dude. Yeah. What? What are you gonna say? Bears? Oh, a bear will eat you. Yeah, a bear would eat me if I'm in the woods. I'm not in the woods. A bear would eat you. Very much. Most of the the movie kind of feels like a carefree summer you would have had as a child, right? I mean, you say that, and I totally get why. But there's a lot of stakes in this because he runs away from home, and yes. they're trying. Like the basic plot is they're trying to get this Vespa so they can run away. And never come back. So they're not, like, forced yeah. to live in the dark deep of the sea. Yeah, and, like, yeah. when they go, like, to the surface and they go to, like, Alberto's, like, tower. Yeah. Uh, there's a poster. I don't know what it says in Italian, but it translates to Vespa is freedom. Because mm-hmm. he says that. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a weird line because he just kind of says, he says that out of nowhere. And then I'm just like, oh, okay. But, yeah, I guess he was reading the poster. The poster, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think that that's. It's really cute mm-hmm. that, like, he read that and he was like, okay, a Vespa. I'm going to get a Vespa and that's how I'm going to feel free. When, like, he doesn't even understand how massive the world is. Or what a Vespa is, for that matter. Like, he, li- he yeah, literally yeah. cuts to a Him daydream. Al- it's so cute. Of them, Alberto yeah. know nothing. No, they don't. But it's funny because, like, it's like Alberta knows nothing. Retenzi knows everything. He's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, cocky? Arrogant? Lucky, arrogant. Confident? Like, I guess. He's got a false sense of See, He's got that big dick energy is what she's trying to... That's the word. Yeah, dude. That big, big, no, big energy. like, he's got, um... Like, he appears to be, like, all big and confident. Well, he has like, to. He has to. Spoilers. His fucking dad abandoned him. Yeah, and, like, his mom's never mentioned. No. Which, like, she must have died... Before very, he knew her, yeah. Before, like, he could form memories. And, hey, for all we know, maybe, like, they did look... They kind of looked like seahorses. Maybe, like, uh... It was a one-night stand. The, the mom left and the dad got pregnant. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I never even thought about that. Maybe Yeah. Maybe that is how they reproduce. And even if they're closer to fish than they are seahorses, like, when fish reproduce, like, the woman lays the egg. She, she's not hanging around. She fucks off. Dude comes up, jerks off on the eggs, and then the baby's made. For only certain species of fish. Yeah. There are many species of fish that are actually very attentive parents. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got, like, this false sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that stems from him having to be on his own. So he has to be confident in his abilities and what he knows. But if it was a spell, right? Yeah. Then it, it would just be Little Mermaid, like, verbatim. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, did, how did you feel about really, that? Because there isn't much of a love story going on with this movie, where the Little Mermaid centers around a love story like yes ariel's she kind of feels like a fish out of water in a sense in her mermaid life playing devil's advocate to like spice things up 
how the two films were connected was so transparent and obvious. So like, how do you feel about how they just kind of made it that when you're a human, like you're a sea monster that when you get dry, you just turn to a person. I mean, I thought it was a little weird because I know that that is like traditionally a mermaid thing, specifically the show H2O just add water or something like that. Oh, if mermaids leave the water, they 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 turn into humans. Yeah. Once they're dry. If you are a mermaid when you're wet and you're a human when you're dry, do you know what that makes you? A human? Yes, that makes you a human. Yeah. It's called being a human being. Yes, yes. And, like, I kind of understand why the sea monsters don't come out because humans as a species, we are very panicky when we don't fully understand something. Yes. So you're saying they're, like, in hiding from the humans? like Yes, because they are scared of humans, which, I mean, I'm scared of humans too. Let's be honest. Humans fucking Sucks. I'm just saying that these sea monsters are just lazy humans. Um, I mean, I get, I can see exactly what you mean, yeah. But uh, there's always the fear that, like, yeah, I could come out of the water and I could live my life as a human, but the second I get wet in any way, my true identity is going to come through, and that's that's the fear, because you don't want the people to know that you're a sea monster. Their ancestors clearly were, like, either cursed or had this ability to like when yeah. they get wet they so could... are you saying that their ancestors came onto land and then like fucked chimps and that's how it. humans came to be that's hot. because that is fucked up and gross but i love oh, it no, i no. love it yeah okay we're on board with it good yeah, yeah. no <laughs> okay but like let's be honest yeah if i had the option of like being a sea monster and living in the ocean and not having any fucking responsibilities like not having to pay bills or go to work or shit yeah i would choose that like fuck going to work fuck paying bills yeah but just like you you just described as just being on welfare like we can do that we can just be sea monsters no, no. There, there's the aspect of like living in the ocean too i guess jen yeah sebastian really drove home the whole under the sea mm-hmm. ariel that's my yeah, suggestion yeah no come here under, under the, the sea. sea come get some grabs no, it yeah. it would be cold and wet and scary. Oh, sleeping you know what? under the I sea. I didn't even think about the fact of how cold yeah. sleeping in the water would be. I, I I take it back. No, thank you. I like to be warm. Well, not only that, but like you're not anchored. Like you go to sleep somewhere, you just like. Oh no no no! You yeah. you tie like seaweed around your ankle or something so you stay put. Did you know that seahorses will yeah. wrap their tail around seaweed so when they go to sleep? They don't, like, drift off. Follow their tails do that curl thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cute, though? That is downright adorable. And, like, they'll hold tails, too. Yeah. So they don't lose each other. They'll hold their tails. Is that not, like, the cute... Close your eyes and picture two seahorses holding tails. Oh, my God. It's as cute as two otters fucking holding hands. Oh, my God, yeah! Yes. So cute. Yeah. Uh, the sea life was kind of boring. I guess yeah, they were trying they... to... Yeah. There must but not be a lot also, of cool fish in we, Italy. We are not trying to, like spend time in the sea we're we're in italy so yeah. we're you know we got right to, we did get right to italy in the town this is like the first ever disney pixar uh animated italian like movie set in italy which is really cool is it really the first one in italy yeah oh that's cool um and not only that but when you think of all the mythical and folktale creatures like there is no um sea serpent disney movie really when you think about it like a movie about the sea serpents uh that you see on like old style maps because that's like the inspiration of the movie right that's why i think the first shot is an old style map fun fact Mm -hmm. do you know what serpents are whale did well old-timey sailors would see 
these weird snake-like things coming out of the water. You know, not really knowing what it was. They would just assume that it was some kind of, like, sea monster. Yeah. But how most whales mate is they'll mate in groups. Uh, so while one male is mating with the female, the other guy's just kind of hanging out. Uh, and he sometimes just flips his dick around outside the water. And that's what the old-time sailors were seeing was a whale dick. Wow. And they thought it was a sea serpent. See, I totally believe that's possibly it. See, I always assume in stories like that, like, see, they say, like, mermaids. Mermaids are, like, manatees or whatever that sailors saw, and they were super horny. And I, I, I guess these is all possibilities, but I just assume that it just comes from, like, made-up stories. Like, the sea's I mean, huge. Like, I just assume I mean, that, yes. like, a sailor one day at a, a, a shabby bar was like, oh, yeah, there's monsters out there. Like, no, I'm not wasting my life on the sea. Listen to all this cool, there's pirates... There's fucking mermans. Okay, but pirates are real. Oh, Jess, you're so naive. <laughs> we have documented proof that pirates are real. What are you talking about? And if you cut a corpse in half and sew it to a fish butt, we have proof of mermaids. What's your point, Jess? Huh? What's your point? My point is that you're an idiot. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way to talk to Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, is like, this is the first real movie to like cover sea monsters. And I feel like a real missed opportunity is like the first uh, scene. They show you a map with three different types of sea monsters on it, and the ones in Luca are more of the like serpent, like dragon esque sea monsters. Yeah. But there's other types of sea monsters. Like on the um, on the map, they showed uh, a giant octopus. Okay, that's just a giant squid. Okay, but they also showed like it was like a. Uh, like a shark-esque creature with a horn in its forehead. I'm just trying to say there's different... That's a narwhal. Like... Okay, and these are lizards. What's your point? Like... No, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, those things can be explained away with, like, creatures that we know exist. Yeah, but these just look like existing creatures. The point it, I'm trying to make is... It would have been cooler if they had, like, different types of sea monsters. Yeah, like, obviously you disagree with that statement because you're arguing against it, but which is fine. I'm just saying it would have been cooler. We see, like, a handful of sea monsters in this film... And they're all basically the same design, just at different ages. Yeah. Or we could have had, like, a giant squid sea monster. We could have had the narwhal one you described, like, different types. Um, and I think that maybe a reason why they didn't dive into that is because, like I said, like, they have the sea monster a uh, aspect and they have the Italy aspect going for them. Yeah, if they and... stray away from anything else, it becomes other properties that already yeah. exist. and, like, time reasons. Like, we yeah. don't have enough time to, like, dig into all the different types of sea monsters yeah. and still do our little story. Totally okay with the fact that they didn't dive more into sea monsters because yeah. I don't really care about the sea monster aspect. No, no, you're totally right, but he didn't need to meet... He met Alberto twice. Like, he could have just met him the one time. The point I'm more trying to make is that if they would have focused more on different types of sea monsters and the sea monster world, it might have felt too much like Monsters, Inc. at that point. I mean, that is true. Yeah. So, like, they go... Uh, onto land into, like, the town mm -hmm. to, like, explore. And they're getting picked on by the classic town bully, and Julia comes and saves them because, yeah. you know, she's just a badass bitch, and we fucking love her. And I, I like that she, she introduces Luca to the wider world mm -hmm. and really sparks that curiosity that Luca has. Well, he definitely has a type. Like, people say it's a coming-of-age story and that Luca and Antonio are, are gay. But I think Luca... Anyone who's just willing to show... Obviously, I never saw the film because this is, uh, Kyle don't know, but I've heard things floating around. And I assumed it was going to be a lot more um, subtle. 
and it was up to interpretation. But I honestly feel with what the what the bully says at the end to them, it becomes real clear that it's it's a uh, at the end when they find out that they're sea monsters and the bully's yelling at them. I I truly feel that the choice of words he he picks to describe how he feels about them and how the town feels about him is 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 interchangeable with like how people would t- how ignorant people would talk about gay people back then. Like yes, I, I didn't like, write down okay. the exact words he used, but you know what I'm talking. He says yeah, like, like Lucas says, "Well, like we're not scary and we're not afraid of you." Yeah. And then Eric Cole's like, "Yeah, but we're afraid of you." Yeah, he's like, "You guys." It's clearly that they're talking about like, "Oh, we found out you're gay." Uh, now we're kind of being shitty to you, and then the little girl's dad comes up, and he's like, "Well, no, these these are Luca and Antonio. They're I like these guys. They're they're good people. Who cares if they're they're good hard workers? Who cares if they're sea monsters? Yeah, we I like know who they are as a, you know a person. I know their personalities. Yeah. yeah, hearing you say the word sea monster doesn't it almost sound like a gay slur, or how you would describe someone who's who's gay like back in the old days? Like he's a sea monster. <laughs> you yeah, know, he likes to hang out with the sea monsters. And like, yes, if you're gonna have a story about gay people, make that the focus of the story. Don't be subtle about it, Disney. Don't be half half hearted about yeah, it. Yeah, don't half ass it, okay? Well, if if it wasn't for that one line, I I wouldn't think it was a, a, a gay story. Well, like they also yeah. Um, I read some things where they say that Priya, the Indian in Turning Red, yeah. the girl in all yellow, yes, um, that she's bisexual. Because at Tyler's party, she's dancing with this, like, alternative goth girl. Yeah, but isn't it, like, you're right, but, like, isn't the reason why it's sexual because, like, the red panda, like, pushed them together. And then when they started dancing, like, her and her three friends were at the side going, like, ooh. No. I'm pretty sure I saw a video about that. No? It's not part of it? No. So how do they, so the red red panda doesn't make them dance together? I think With her tail. She's, like, pairing everyone up. No, I think it was an accidental thing where they bump into each other and then they're like, oh, cool, you got the same aesthetic as me. Like, let's be You're out of your fucking... Okay, I'm calling you on this. I'm pulling up on YouTube. Priya and Goth Girl. First thing that pops up. See? She's she's trying to pump the party up, though, okay? Jess, right there. Look at... Yeah, see, they're like, they know. Okay, you got me. Yeah, see, I told... I think uh, I liked uh, the dad. Julieta? I like Julieta's dad. I thought he was a really, really cool guy. Massimo. That's his We kind of looked like the dad from Meatballs. Cloudy with a chance, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Except he has hair and one arm. Massimo? Oh, yeah, I guess he did have hair. I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing the guy from... No, no, no. Yeah. He has hair. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that him and this cat have the same mustache? Yes. I noticed that when I first watched it. I yeah. thought it was adorable. Well, I think it's, I think it stems from, like, how they say, like, uh, people start looking like their pets after a while. Yeah. No, I guess you and Grunt look very similar. You look like a shaggy fuck. Nice. I love <laughs> it. Grunt being our pet uh, walrus we saved. I felt like... Uh, he has very intense notes over there. And I probably have like three points from this movie. I love it. Because I am a master note taker. Uh, I didn't really care for the parents uh, that much. Uh, Luca's parents. They were, kind parents of, yeah. they were kind of boring characters. Yeah, they didn't need to be in there. And like, when and when they came up um, to the land to look for their son, I didn't see that coming. No. When they came on the land, I was like, "Oh no! Like now, this is gonna be part of." The, I hate these fucking characters. They. It was such a subtle B story. It was just the right amount. It was them running around trying to get the kids of the town wet to find which one was Luca. It must have took maybe six minutes of the screen of that. And you know what? I kind 
of like that where they're just like fucking dunking kids in water to see if they turn into sea monsters. Yeah. And how funny would it be if they like dunked a kid and he turned into a sea monster, but it wasn't Luca. And yeah. then they're just like, oh, well, this is awkward. Well, that was a cool part, right? Like at the end when everyone, it, started, it was raining at the end and everyone is like giving Luca and, and Alberto shit for being sea monsters. The parents they revealed that they're sea monsters. And then the two old ladies there have been through the movie the whole time. Yeah. They, they've human, been in the background human ladies, characters. Yeah. They learn a, the boys learn a saying from like two fishermen. And it was like, what's wrong with you? A stupid Yeah. And they, they don't know the real meaning of that. So Luca goes and he says it to these two old ladies specifically as they're walking by. And the ladies like turn around and they're like the odd, of this little boy. Yeah. And then they, like, throw their gelato, like, at the boys. So they've got, like, fucking ice cream, essentially, in their hair. Which I didn't get was gelato until the second viewing. I thought it was just ice cream. Gelato is, like, Italian ice cream. But I'm not Italian, so I didn't know, you see? Like, I don't even I think it... I you're hairy like an Italian. This is... Yeah, mamma mia. <laughs> this is the longest I've thought... As we're talking about it, this is the longest I've ever thought or spoken about gelato in my entire life. I know. So isn't that awesome? I love it. I love see Disney introduces new things. I'm learning so many things. I wrote this down. I think I already mentioned earlier, but like the way the story is designed, if you change being a sea monster with just being like a farmer outside of town, it's the exact same story. Yeah, yeah. It actually works better for the story because, like we were saying at the end, everyone finds out that Luca is a sea monster, and Luca, like Jess was saying, the little girl introduces him to new stuff. So he wants to go back into town with her on the train after the uh, summer's to, over. No, to the city. Yes. Uh, because she lives with her mom in Genoa during the year, and she only goes to visit her dad in Puerto Rosa over the summer. So, yeah. It ends with, like, Luca going to uh, the school in Genoa with Julia. Yeah, because they finally get their Vespa because they win the race. That the... Yeah, they win the race, and they buy, like, this really shitty rundown Vespa. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're both super happy about it, but then Julia's got to go back to school in Genoa, and Luca's kind of bummed because he really wants to go with her. Yeah. So Alberta goes, sells their Vespa to buy Luca's train ticket and pay for his tuition to the school. Which, can I just say this real quick? That Vespa, like, that was always a pipe dream. Like, they both knew they weren't going to ride a Vespa around the world, right? That was just, like, a dream think, for them to I distract themselves. While, yeah. they knew that, but in the beginning, like, they're very childlike. They don't have a lot of experience and stuff. Yeah. So they probably thought they could ride a Vespa around the world. I mean, maybe, but, like, that Vespa was shit. Um, yeah, so th- Luca goes away. And the reason I bring this up is because this is where the movie, like, truly falls apart. Because, sure, you got this whole town on the side of the sea monsters. Like, this kid, now he's going to be going to school for, what, like, 10 years? Who the fuck knows? Like, he's 12. So at least, what, six years? He's and he just 13. He just can't get wet. And, like, what if he does get wet? Like, now the one arm... Actually, I did do some research into that, Mm -hmm. and he does end up showing people at this school that he is a sea monster. Okay, okay. everybody just kind of accepts it, which... Well, that's what I'm trying to say, is, like, it's clearly all euphemism for being gay. You know, some people he shows that he's gay, some people he doesn't show he's gay, too. Mm -hmm. So, but but that's the thing. Everyone says it's about them being gay, but it's, like, why would he buy his, like, his, his butt buddy a ticket? Like, he can't, like, you know... Because date him through snail mail, like well, that's that's the thing is that Alberto also understands that he may be content where he is, yeah, 
but Luca isn't. And okay, say they are gay boys and they love each other. Yeah. He made a sacrifice of something that he really wanted mm-hmm. to make his friend happy. And I love that part of it. And it's just funny how like the movie ends with this girl, um, both of her parents adopt her sea friends. Yeah, I think that's kind of cute too. Like she comes home to her mom. She's like, Mom, uh, you need to help me. You're adopting my friend Luca. And she's like, oh, fuck off. Your dad wouldn't put this. She's like, actually, he, he adopted the other sea monster. Yeah. 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 So, come on, Mom. Be cool like Dad. I want to say one line that does come up. Uh, it's closer to the end. Like, Luca's mom is very worried about him. Like, And the grandma comes up and she says a line that, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a Disney fan, so I think everything they do is like sweet and cute. But mm. she goes, not everybody's going to accept him. But he's good at finding the people who will. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we have to live with, is that we got to trust his judgment. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. That could apply to anybody, not even just, like, you know, the gay aspect that Kyle keeps trying to push. Is that, like... My gay yeah, agenda. Yeah, your gay agenda. Yeah. But no, not everybody is going to accept you for who you are. And that is okay, because there are people out there... Who will accept you for who you are? No, you're totally right. Like uh, it's like in Turning Red. Like when we were talking about that a couple weeks ago, um, her like her little friend group are all like the weirdos of the school, but they all accept each other, and that's yeah. how she's able to keep the panda in. Yeah, and yeah. also like going back to that one, Priya, mm-hmm. she is very like monotone, very like I have no emotion, like right mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Her friends don't ever try to change her. They don't ever be like, you know, why don't you smile more, Priya? They're just like, no, you are who you are, and we accept you the way that you are. See, I couldn't be her friend because I think it's great they're like that. But, like, imagine dealing with that, like, all the time. But that's also with, like, um, fucking Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And e- Eeyore. Yeah. Like, he he is clearly a very depressed motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, but that doesn't stop them from inviting Eeyore on their adventures. And nobody tells Eeyore to cheer up. They just accept that he is who he is. That's pretty much it. I mean, I get what you're saying. and You're, you're not wrong. But at the same time, there's like clearly a core group of friends in Winnie the Pooh where they're the adventure goers. And then they have but like, the other group. Because Eeyore doesn't want to participate. And that's fine. They still invite him on the adventures. Yeah. He says no. They're like, okay, that's fine. We're still going to invite you on our next adventure because you're our friend. But it's like, it's like anytime they go on an adventure, like they need places to go on their adventure. So it's like Eeyore's in his little like bullshit house, rabbit in his garden, owl in his tree, gopher in his pile. Like those are the places they go to visit on their adventure. So you get like one page or like five minutes of like this asshole and then Eeyore, Piglet and fucking Pooh Bear are off to go like deal with somebody else. Maybe fucking Rue would be there, too. I was having a lot of trouble finding um, the budget price for this movie. Okay. So, maybe you could find it. But what do you think the budget for this movie was? $150 million. Okay. What do you think the box office for it was? $12. $12. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. You fucking hear this guy? I meant to say $12 million, but I'm sticking to $12. That's the number I said. Ooh. So. Uh, this came out... In 2021, so just last year, the box office was $49.8 million. Okay? I would say that's still a pretty good box office. Well, that was much better than Turning Reds, I think. You know, there's that theory about, like, the shared universe theory. Like, all the Pixar films take place in the same universe. Yes. um, I think we have discussed that before as well. 
Do you think that theory has legs? I used to think it did up till like a point. Now it's like, so you're telling me that Andy, like, like they have the new Buzz Lightyear movie coming out and it's like the car. So Buzz Lightyear is a toy based on the cartoon that exists. And the cartoon is based off this real guy. But we've already seen in the new Buzz Lightyear trailer that there are robot cats. There's aliens. So Andy from Toy Story, like, we don't spend a lot of time with him. But, like, does that mean, like, in Toy Story, there are, like, giant red pandas. There's aliens. There's yeah. fucking sea monsters. With, with the newer movies, I don't think that that theory has a lot of ground to stand on. Well, I mean, even if it does still stand on it, this is like a real magical world. Like now, I believe the toys do talk in this fucking world—the world of like sea monsters and witches that turn your mom into a bear. Okay. Let's hear um, some fun facts. Okay, so I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember Alberto says something to Luca, and Luca goes, "What does that mean?" And Alberto just kind of stares at him for a bit, and then he's like, "Okay, moving on." Yeah, it's like my favorite Alberto scene. Okay, so I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's um, Pierre say. Girolamo Trombetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a joke that's popular among young kids in Italy. It translates to, nice to meet you, my name is Girolamo Small Trombone. The joke consists uh, of grabbing another kid's hand, and instead of shaking it up and down like you normally would, you'd shake it back and forth like a trombone slide. Oh, okay. Um... It also has more popularity with younger kids because the word trombetta also means fart in Italian. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Trombetta. uh, Yeah, so uh, he says that to Luca uh, at the beginning and the end. When Mm. he's sending him off on the train, he says it again to Luca. Full 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 circle, circle, baby. Hero's journey. (laughs) Here's another one. Out of all the characters in the film, Mm -hmm. who has the largest eyeballs? Is it the one-armed man? No. Okay. Is it Luca? Luca, Luca yeah. yeah. He has the largest uh, eyeball-to-head ratio. Yeah, they take like all his fucking head. And that was done on purpose since he is so curious and eager to take everything in. So they gave him larger eyeballs Yeah. to kind of represent that, which I never even thought of about that. But I did notice. I was like, Luca has some really big, like, baby doll eyes. Like. Yeah, I noticed the brown eyes. Yeah, and uh, Alberto has green eyes, the color of money and envy. Okay, so the train number at the end... Let me guess, was it A118? The train number at the end is 94608, Okay. which is the zip code for Pixar headquarters. Okay, okay. No, um, I'm sure that A118 is somewhere in there, yeah. but another one is um, uh, Alberto's surname, Scorfino. In Italian, um, is like scorpion fish, mm-hmm. and it's commonly used to indicate a person that is not very good looking. Ouch. Yeah. Shots fired at this fucking fish man. The little tally marks on Alberto's wall. Yeah. Um, he's made 383 marks for every day that like his dad's been gone because mm-hmm. his dad left, and you know he's holding out hope that his dad's gonna come back, which is tragic it means that this child even though he's 14 he is a child has been on his own for over a year his father's not coming back his father's too busy living in the walls of a madrigal because his father's bruno that's why he says bruno yeah silencio bruno Bruno. i personally do not think his dad is the fucking guy from enchanto 
But I do think that his dad's name was Bruno. Because that whole, like, the voice in your head, Silencio Bruno thing. Yeah. He's probably, like, his dad's name was Bruno, and he was always telling them he had bad ideas. And it would also be kind of, like, full circle, too, because every time Luca is afraid to do something, it's really not Luca, like, saying it. It's his mother saying it. It's his mother's voice in his head. Yeah, so, you know, Silencio. They're trying to silence that um, doubt. Well, just the whole thing, the whole, like, first 20 minutes. Like, he's afraid of the, like, the surface. Yeah. Luca's not afraid of the surface. He's curious about it. He's only afraid of it because he's been told that he should be afraid of it. Yeah, so his his Bruno is his mom. So based off that, I think that uh, Antonio's yeah. dad's name was Bruno, you know? I, I love that. Yeah. And to go back to, like, the fear thing, and I don't know how it works with sea monsters, but I know that humans, we are really only born with two fears. You okay. know what they are? Uh, is it fear factor and fear and loathing in Las Vegas? Oh, my God. You're right. You got it. Well, I teach you that in grade one. That's pretty odd. It's yeah. low-hanging fruit. What are the two fears? Fear of starvation, fear of being alone? Um, Actually, it's a fear of loud noises mm-hmm. and a fear of height. Which? Those those are things that have been like programmed into yeah. it. Like, we are born yeah. with those fears. Every other fear you have is learnt behavior based on your life. Well, Berto doesn't have those fears because he like one of the greatest things he likes about being on land is the gravity. He loves falling, and he loves yelling uh, "Silencio, Bruno!" So, yeah. So, I guess they're not born with any fears. All right, Jesse. Before we do our little wrap up, um, what's your like review on this film? And which one did you like better, Turning Red or Turning Fish Bread? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I like them both. I really enjoy them. Uh, they're pretty much the same film, but just like one's about a little boy and one's about a girl. Yeah. And they're pretty mu- they are the same age because May in Turning Red is 13 and Luca is 13. Yeah. So. I think it was conscious. I really do. I think they really were like, let's yeah, they, make. They were like making them side by side and they were like, yo, let's make a coming of age story for boys and a coming of age story for girls. Yeah. With monsters. Because both of the like point of that story to be true to who you are right mm-hmm. uh one thing i actually yeah i guess yeah and like yeah yeah it really is it really it's still not hiding your your true uh you know uh, uh fish panda or like fish, fish monster, monster which represent thing. puberty or being gay yeah like uh, i try watching luca a couple of times and i always stopped watching it 20 minutes in because it was dumb to me how like they're like oh he's a fish a fish shepherd and no it's not a spell or like a curse it's they just turn into humans and like they're dry and i thought i'd watch it one time and be like i'm done with it but i've actually ended up watching it at least twice since we before we recorded and i think it's a pretty good movie i think it's a i think it's good i like it i have i don't really want to spend too much time on this review i just want to say it was a good movie and i enjoyed it and i recommend anybody out there that wants to see a movie uh, that's very visually appealing and has some original ideas while at the same time having like playing off very famous Disney tropes. This is the film to watch. I wasn't allowed to mention in the beginning of the podcast. I just wanted to say that uh, I'm super proud and happy that you um, are one course away from graduating college. Yes. Um... And this is the last week of your internship. And Yes, I have a two-week placement I have to do at, well, I could have done it at, like, um, a veterinary hospital, an animal shelter, or, like, a groomer's. Yes. Uh, so I, I got one at a veterinary hospital, mm-hmm. which so far I have loved. 
out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a lot of janitorial work because, you know, I am the lowest on the totem pole, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I pretty much just hold animals. And I'm sure it's it's like better than what you were doing before, so. Oh, so much better because I actually um, I get to work with animals yeah. before. I was just answering phones for humans and people fucking suck. People do suck. Um, um, yeah, so uh, guys, that's it for the podcast. Please, um, uh, if you can, uh, if you have Jess on Instagram or if you're on the Jess Don't Know Instagram or the YouTube channel, send her a message and let her know um, how excited you are that she graduated. Uh, we got a lot of things, too many things to plug, guys. We got a Patreon. We got a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram. We have an email uh the links uh, are usually in the bio on Spotify. You can listen to us on the Apple Podcasts, listen to us on Google Podcasts. Alright, well uh until next week guys. Uh, we're still w- releasing these weekly until we catch up to the, the bi weekly schedule. Uh till next week I'm Kyle. And I'm Jess. Silencio Bruno.